This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show, Thursday, January 6th. 2022, a day that will live in infamy, as we may talk about later, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> big show for you today, I uh, have to talk about fast food subscriptions. I mean, if it was up to me, and it's not, well it is, but it's not, kind of, we would do the whole show on the best fast food subscriptions. Yeah. Because finding out that one of my least desirable but favorite fast food locations chains um you know fat factories has a subscription service i mean i'm moist this okay moist i like it you know yeah uh so we'll talk about that we got to talk about your least favorite medical appointment is that the dentist the chiropractor the proctologist what is house you know, you go to your mom's house to see the proctologist. I don't even know what a proctologist is, bro. Are you being serious? Yeah. What's a proctologist? He's an ass doctor. Oh, okay. Ass vacuum. See, why don't you just say, hey, ass vacuum. You don't know what a proctologist is. No, dude. No. How why is that would, Why possible? would I know that? Why would I know what a proctologist is? Okay. I, I mean, I would think that you would know. Well. I would now think I that know. you would know. Now I know. Okay. All right. Should we talk about the jazz, perhaps? The jazz. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Speaking of ass vacuums. <laughs> um, the jazz went to Denver last night and dominated um, for long stretches, even though it was a tight game at times. I, for one, never felt like the jazz were going to lose that game. Um, the Denver Nuggets are good. The jazz are just better. With the way those rosters are constructed now. But the obvious elephant in the room next to me is that Rudy Gobert did not play last night. He has a non-COVID illness that kept him out of that game. And Yudoka Azubuki got his first career start. And I guess played well. People are raving about his performance this morning. I am not one of those. We'll talk about him. Boyan Bogdanovich gave you 36 points carried the team but Jake you said before the show that you were a little concerned about Donovan Mitchell yeah I felt like Don and 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 this isn't just last night I mean I think it's the last couple of games you know I feel like Don is is just not a hundred percent right now like whether it is the back or you know he's just not feeling it or whatever it is he's just not a hundred percent of his usual self. Like last night, you look at the stat line. The big thing that stands out to me in his game right now is one of nine from three. I'm not saying that Don's got to be five of nine from three last night, but one of nine, we all know he's better than that. And and I think that, you know, looking at the point totals and the plus minus, like you're a minus one, but you've only got 17 points. You know, that's just not a typical Donovan Mitchell stat line and so it's kind of like just watching that game I was a little curious you know where where is Don at right now you know like is he obviously he's out there playing 36 minutes you know he's contributing and doing his thing but we're used to seeing Don being a a 25 to 35 point a night 
guy for this team. And, you know, you would think going to Denver, uh, playing your rival, that Don would have a big night. And it turns out that that night did not happen for him. That was, you know, Boyan last night. So, I don't know. It's just something to pay attention to. I'm not saying that, that Don's got some major injury, but clearly he is not his typical, you know, 25 to 35 points a night, you know, seven, eight rebounds, some assists. Like, that's not where he's at right now, and that's definitely something to pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I I probably should make more of it than, than I am. I just don't – I'm not worried about him. I think um, it's January – early January and yeah he's probably battling a back injury I, I would agree that that low back yeah. that he missed the game for the couple of games for the other week um, is probably not ideal but I'm more concerned about the depth of the Jazz behind Rudy Gobert because you're starting to understand what we've talked about all season long on this show and that is that outside of Rudy Gobert the Jazz are just not very good defensively and without uh, Rudy Gobert in the lineup the Denver Nuggets attack the basket all night long and we saw, you know, a, a high level of confidence in the Nuggets playing in the paint. And I think you saw guys like, you know, Aaron Gordon freely going to the basket. And you saw Nikola Jokic freely, you know, getting rebounds, going to the basket, uncontested almost. Like, that's my biggest concern, Jake. I think what we saw last night was a continuing trend of, incredibly lackluster defense out of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and I think it's it, – they're just as a team right now, you know, I, I think trying to figure it out on that end. And, and I don't know – you know, obviously when Rudy Gobert is out, that's never – you know, that's never going to help this team, right? That does, That's never going to help any team. But I think, you know, when you look at – like the interesting thing last night as I look at the box score here is you have this situation where in the point column – you're looking pretty good, right? Like you've got Royce with 13, you've got Bogey with 36, you've got Conley with 10, Don with 17, you know, you've got, you know, Rudy Gay with 18 and Jordan with 13. So you've got many guys in double figures, which is what this team needs to do to win games. But then you go down to the Nuggets box score, and the thing that's really troubling is I look at, you know, their best player in, in Nikola Jokic having 21 boards on his own last night. And that, to me is what is it stands out to me like hey as a team you know that Rudy is out tonight you know that and so I would be you know if I'm a team and I know my big is out I'm going to be looking to to play a real physical brand of defense and keep Jokic off the glass as much as possible and that wasn't happening last night and I think we've talked a lot about how this team you know could really use um in terms of the trade deadline could really use some tough, uh, uh, in addition of a guy who has some grit, has some toughness, and that I think was on full display last night. So was was it a good win? Yes, it was a good win. I thought they played really well, but I think this defensive, you know, toughness, that end of the floor just needs work, and I don't know if if that's going to come just simply from Gobert coming back, or if there is something that the coaching staff can do, but they need to figure it out because when you, you know, when you look at the schedule, there there's good teams coming. And when those good teams come in, you know, you want to be ready for that. You, we don't want to have to talk about how, you know, you lost the rebounding matchup again, or, or you didn't do your job on that end. And that's why you lost the game. Like, with, but what does that mean though? I mean, obviously, you know, Yudoka Azubuki is a guy that a lot of Jazz fans have been waiting for mm -hmm. through this ankle injury. Mm -hmm. I was highly unimpressed with his performance last night. And if this is a guy that played at a major university and he's going to be the next Rudy Gobert, it, he's he is heavy. 
He is unathletic in my opinion, and I, I just don't see that he's anything more than a 10, 12-minute-a-night guy if that in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, he needs development. There's no there's no doubt about it. I think I agree with you. He is a very heavy, plodding player. He's yes. definitely not light he on lumbers. his feet. Yeah, he lumbers. That's a good word for it. He lumbers. And and I think, you know, th th that can be used to his advantage. I mean, you can, you can if you know how to use that, you, you, you definitely can work with that. But I think that last night, you know, was the first time we saw meaningful minutes for him in how long? I mean, the first time this season, certainly. You know, and, and, and this kind of plays into this conversation about playing the young guys, you know. Last night, I would have thought that Jared Butler would have got a sniff. Did he get a sniff? No, he didn't. He didn't play. So, I, I just, uh, yeah, Azabuki is a guy that I think could be serviceable if you develop him. I think, yeah, he could be a 10 to 20 minute a night guy when you need that from him. Um, but right now, he's not that. Right now, I think he's somebody that, you know, is just purely a emergency relief guy. That's what he is. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing is that you learn about the value of guys when they're gone. Um, and I think certainly Hassan Whiteside is somebody that's very important to this team. There's no doubt about that. But I also say, what's the value of Boyan Bogdanovich right now? Because mm -hmm. the performance he put up last night, hitting big threes, I thought that dunk that he had with the left hand was, was pretty incredible. For my money... And I, I know you're probably tired of hearing me say this. Boyan Bogdanovich is a critical piece to this team in two ways. He is a, I think he's your best, most valuable trade chip. And I think if you want to keep this team together and win now, he's a guy that has to have 20 points a night. And he's not been that guy. Of late, he's played better. But this is a guy that's averaging, you know, 17-something points a game. Jake, I think he is a really important part of what the Jazz do well when he plays well. Yeah, and, and it's funny. He always steps up against Denver. You know, last year, the infamous 50-point bogey performance at home happened, you know, and, and again, last night, 36 points, and he plays really well. And I, and I think that a lot of the, the Boyan's not putting up 20 a night issue is that he's not getting enough opportunities to put up to put up the 20 points a night. And and I think that's not on him. Like, I think a lot of times he can't get the ball. A lot of times he's he's in a position to go and rebound or just simply play defense. Or And, and that's what I mean. That's why I think the Don thing is important because when Don is not feeling himself, right, when Don is not playing uh, like a up to 100% of his game, other guys will suffer because of that. And, and, and what I mean is, is if Don is not facilitating at the level he needs to or not making the right play 100% of the time, guys like Bogey won't see the ball enough. And, and so last night, you see, you know, Bogey gets the ball a lot. He's putting it in the cup. And, and I think, you know, yeah, I agree with you. If this team stays together, Boyan Bogdanovich needs the ball more. And, and it's kind of funny, you know, early in the year, they were trying to run the ball uh, through him on the block. We saw that that was something that they were really trying to do. And that hasn't really been a thing lately. You know, they've just been kind of run and gun, you know, like the second unit really hasn't been running any kind of offense at all. So I don't know. Again, I find myself as we go through this conversation feeling like, man, maybe this team needs a bit more structure put in place because, defensively there doesn't seem to be a scheme or a game plan offensively a lot of the time when you watch this team it seems like there's they're just kind of in the flow of the game there's not a real set being called yeah. or anything like that so it seems like maybe they need more structure yeah I don't know I, I'm curious if Denver ever gets Murray back ever 
like ever. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because that's, I think, what they're missing. I mean, that's a really good athletic team. But, you know, Will Barton and Monte Morris and, I mean, the guards they run out are fine. Um, but Murray's an MVP caliber player. And I think we saw in the bubble a couple of years ago. Um, and now that they haven't had him, how important he is to them. But make no doubt about it. This is a really good win for the Jazz. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no way to spin this. I still wonder out loud, why does Quinn Snyder not play guys more? Why does he, because, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at the guys that he played last night. Yeah. Look at the names that got minutes last night. You know, Eric Paschal, um, and he didn't give you some huge contribution, mm -hmm. but it's good to see him out there. Yep. He's a physical, wide-body guy who I think can contribute on a regular basis for this team. Again, I'm not saying 20, 30 minutes. I'm saying 10 minutes a night. Mm -hmm. You're telling me this 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 team doesn't have 10 minutes a night for Eric Pascal. Yeah, last night plays 13 minutes, you know, in a game where you're obviously missing guys. And and I really feel like, you know, his presence out there is is much needed. Like, I feel like his ability to, to run up and down, but also be this physical, you know, bump and body kind of player uh, is, is really nice to have. I mean, even just in his 13 minutes last night, again, not a big game, three points, you know, couple of rebounds, you know, gets to the line. That's all you're asking him to do. Rebound, be physical, get to the line when, when it's warranted. Like that's, that's all you need him to do. And, yeah. I, and I think that, that Eric Pascal can be a nice change of pace from, you know, Gobert or Hassan Whiteside. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with for a five to seven minute stretch running that small ball lineup out there and putting Pascal in there and seeing what that gets you just while you're spelling those guys. Why not do that? Why not do it? I, I mean, I don't understand. You know, and, and there, you can't tell me there's not teams in the league. I know for a fact there's teams in the league where, where like, you know, uh, let's say Atlanta, who doesn't really have that true traditional big on their team. Why wouldn't you run him out there against a team like Atlanta or when the matchup dictates it? And that's why I say, like, you know, I'm looking at, like, Rudy Gay last night. Has has a really nice night last night, you know? Plus 14, 18 points, 4 of 7 from 3. That's a nice night out of Rudy Gay. And, and what you see, though, is it takes him 30 minutes to get to those totals, which tells me that Rudy Gay needs more minutes so that his game can can pick up. Because if, if he can do, if you can get, 18 to 20 points a night out of Rudy Gay in under 25 minutes, that's where that's when you know he's dialed in. So that's yeah. I think he just needs more minutes. Yeah, it's surprising to see. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, we've harped on this for a week now. I just Yeah. I want to see more than seven, eight guys play when they're at full capacity. Um, you know, I, I am I still maintain and I know Jazz fans will hate this too. I mean, I just don't know what Trent Forrest's upside is. You know, again, a, a game where he just does not contribute. Mm. You know, and I, and so it makes me wonder, as we play uh, automatic ads, um, it makes me wonder what his upside is. And I know that there are a lot of Jazz, <laughs> jazz fans who are like, I can't believe they traded Oni. Well, what were you hanging on to? What are you hanging on to in Trent Forrest? And... I think that's part of the discussion about who you keep and who you dump. I don't know that you have a lot of value at the end of this bench. Yeah, well, I think the problem at the end of the bench is like you look at these names like Trent Forrest, Jared Butler, Elijah Hughes, Eric Paschal. Like these guys that sit on the end of the bench are question marks because you're not playing them. The reason they're question marks is because you don't know what you can get out of them because you're not playing them. 
That and that's the biggest thing. I'm not saying that that Eric Pascal needs to get 25 minutes a night, right? Nobody's saying no. that. Yeah. Like like 10 minutes a night for Eric Pascal. Spell like use him to spell guys, right? Like I I look at Trent Forrest. I think Trent Forrest could be. You know, I think Jared Butler's a better player than Trent Forrest, but I think Trent Forrest has a purpose. You know, Trent Forrest is the guy that can play when in when the injury bug comes around the team inevitably because that will happen. The problem is, is this is the first time we've seen Trent Forrest in how long? I mean, honestly, like meaningful minutes in how long? So, yeah, I think, you know, the trade deadline, you know, as we go through this conversation, I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to play these guys – why not move move them or have them in conversations or try to leverage them? Yeah. Why not? Because they're just sitting here rotting, basically, and that's not fair to them uh, at all. So. Yeah. And they, you know, by the way, a, a small footnote that you tweeted at me yesterday on Shams is they signed Daniel House to a ten day contract. Mm-hmm. For what? You know what I mean? Like fill roster spot, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's that guy that, that gets you to the minimum, I guess, right? I mean, I, I, I guess. think. And what you're seeing, I think the Jazz are lining themselves up for the trade deadline. Yeah. I continue to say that, and we can all agree or disagree or whatever. I, I just think they're they're lining themselves up for the deadline because I, I really don't know what else you would be doing um, with a guy like Daniel House. I mean, filling a roster spot. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to be very active. I really do. Would you would you trade Boyan Bogdanovich? Yeah, he would be in conversations for sure. I think, you know, you 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 look at this team right cuz here's a question you have to ask yourself if if you're someone who who wants to keep Bogey. And and this conversation has nothing to do with Bogey's performance on the floor in terms of whether to to keep him or not. I think when you look at the rest of the roster, he just happens to be a guy that's got, you know, one of the the highest levels of value in the trade market. So, yeah. when I when I look at him, I'm like, yeah, man, I mean, this is a guy who in a in a against a good team put up 36 points. We need and he's also somebody who's getting paid, you know. So, when we're 27 million dollars into the luxury tax, that's somebody I want to look at as potentially being able to move to get players back. So it really just depends like what their what their mindset is. But you can't tell me that they're just going to sit here and leave this roster as it's currently constructed because that back end of the bench, I agree with you, needs a lot of work. So someone like Bogdanovich can get you quite a bit of value in that area of the roster. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was in conversation at all. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. What the Jazz do. It really will. Let's get some comments in here. Uh, appreciate you guys being here every day, as always. Uh, Edgar Garcia says, good morning, my boys. <coughs> I still have this morning rasp. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Don't be a cock. <coughs> yeah. It is. You know what? And I'm dealing with, like, it's really uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't know what it is. One, I know I'm dehydrated. I, I rarely drink enough water, and I try every day. But I woke up at midnight last night with just right in the middle, upper middle of my back, I get this muscle pull. Mm -hmm. um, and it was excruciatingly painful. Like, that was one of the most painful things I've yeah I've dealt with recently. And then this morning, like the last, last couple of mornings, I've woken up just with like a froggy voice. Yeah. You know, and I, I hope I'm not catching the hiv or anything, but it is just, or excuse me, the vid. Yeah, thank you. As you the said vid. last week, the Jake. The coronavirus. Jake's like, it's the vid. <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm not in the cool kids. Yeah. Uh huh. But I just occasionally wake up with this frog. It's terrible. So, Edgar, good morning to you. Snuka, what's up? Good to see you. Edgar says, I honestly feel like subconsciously the lack of movement and trades to move towards a championship is starting to weigh on him. Um, you mean Donovan? I would guess. I guess Donovan. I don't know. You have to clarify. Um, I'm not worried about Donovan Mitchell. This is a big, big talking point. I saw it a lot on Twitter last night. He is your best player. He is a superstar. I He does not look 100% to me, but he never looks 100% to me. Yeah. He looks, Donovan Mitchell is that guy that runs around like an old man who's got back problems. I mean, that's just how he's always been. Um, so I think he's just not shooting well right now. I, I don't know how else you... Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how else you describe that. I mean, I mean, are you genuinely worried about the one of nine from three is concerning one of nine from three and he hasn't been shooting the three. Well, this isn't his first time not shooting it. Well, like, you know, no, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just not, I mean, the guy's scoring 26 something points a game. Yeah. But se- you know, I, mean, I mean, maybe he just had a bad game. Hey, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it, but 17, Minus one overall, you know, one of nine from three. Like, you just didn't look good last night. 34% from three on the season. Um, five dimes, you know, a steal. I mean, he's averaging 25.5 points a game, which is above his career. Yeah, I mean, for the season, he's fine. But I'm, I'm talking about the last probably 10, 12 games, you know. It's just not been the usual out of him. Yeah, I mean, he's had – I mean, if going – I. I mean, I, I I could go back to the didn't he score forty points against Minnesota? Like, I think he's fine. I'm not I'm not worried about Don at all. I think it, it's tough when you rely on a three that much. And by the way, Mike Conley's having a career year. Yeah. Often, I mean, he it, it, like he has, and this is the conundrum with Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh-huh. This is what's so frustrating about Bogey is that he's capable of forty points every night. Yeah, he has that ability, and we just rarely see it. Yeah. How are you averaging 17 points a night, but yet you're able to score 40, 50? Uh, like it, it, why is Boyan Bogdanovich not a 20 point a night? Because guy? they don't feed him consistently. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> he doesn't get opportunity enough. I guess I, I just it's very frustrating to me. If you watch the game, I mean, if you watch their games and you do, you know that there are times where he doesn't see the ball for long stretches, like eight nine minutes, long time, and that's a problem. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you need more from Bogey. And I think, you know, with Mike Conley playing offensively the way he's playing, um, I've watched Mike play a lot of basketball in my, my life. I don't know that I've ever seen him shoot the three this well, this comfortably, this smoothly. Um, his ability to orchestrate the offense, uh, I, I think – Maybe I'm, you know, over bloviating. Bloviating. I'm Mike Conley, but I really feel like this is a career year for him. I mean, he is, he, and I haven't looked at his numbers, um, but, I mean, I, I just think he's playing as well now as he has ever played. And he is, I mean, I think he absolutely carried you to a win over New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I just think you have other offensive, you know, abilities on this on the floor on this team. It's always defense. I, I mean, it's probably a waste of a waste of breath. It really is. James Knight says Rudy Gay played more high pick and roll and pop, which gave him open looks when they collapsed. Yeah. By the way, I, again, where's Jamal Murray? Yeah, I mean, I I, know, I, I, he's close to coming back. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing down windmill dunks. Yeah. Um, in practice, and he'll be back. 
He'll be back. They need him. Yeah. You know, they they really need him. Jeremy Bolton says, word, Monty's sounding like Matumbo. Shout out to Matumbo. <laughs> Shout to Mo Bamba. Okay. How about Mo Bamba Duncan last yeah. night on uh, yeah. Joel? Yeah. That was all right. MGTV says, haven't watched the show in a while. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's, everybody. What's up, MGTV? Uh, the night guy says, it's like that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Monty has a pube stuck in his throat. A pube. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. You know. Uh, <coughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, MGTV says, I believe you guys are overthinking it. He just win. He just won player of the month with Donovan. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The night guy says Don's mid-range was smoking fools in the third, though. <laughs> yeah, they got hot in the third yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Edgar Garcia says, I'm excited to see what happens at the trade deadline. Something needs to happen. By the way, did anybody see that Ryan Smith bought the uh, uh, Real Salt Lake? Mm -hmm. Him and a partner bought Real Salt Lake yesterday? RSL. I mean, what, did, what did you think when you saw that? Like, how? What was your uh, feeling? I was a little that? surprised. I was a little surprised. I mean, I didn't really see that coming, but, you know, obviously he's he's a passionate sports guy, you know? Well, and I think he's clearly committed to Salt Lake City. I mean, yeah. and Utah in general. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, you know what, I wonder, I do, I do wonder what, like, is money endless? That's Apparently. what the, that's the first thing I thought of. When I heard that Ryan Smith was buying RSL, and it makes total sense, I thought to myself, hmm, he's a billionaire. But at what point do the billions come to an end? Like, it, it'll be interesting to see where he, you know, and how he changes course with the Jazz, if at all. And I don't know that he will. No, I don't think he will. And I think that's probably why he bought it in partnership with somebody, you know, because the uh, buying it alone is obviously way more expensive than, you know, splitting. You know, and it's a sad ending, by the way. And, and I don't know how many people have even followed this, but the 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 culmination of Deloy Hansen's ownership and his impact positively on our community. It's unfortunate because I think Deloy is. He's a titan in this town, and it's unfortunate the way, you know, things have come crumbling down on top of him. Um, now, he did it to himself with his own words. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just think it's an unfortunate ending there. By the way, the other thing that's interesting is what does this mean for RSL, like, radio-wise? Because if you think about Ryan Smith essentially owns the Zone Sports Network. Uh-huh. Is he really going to leave RSL on, on his main competitor, the ESPN 700? No, probably not. And what does that mean for Bill Riley? Does Bill Riley remain the voice of RSL? I mean, yeah, I, I would know. hope so. I mean, he's always been. Yeah, I, I, that's an interesting question. I, I think that's a very, very interesting conundrum. I, you, you never know. <laughs> because part of, the, part of the ease of Deloitte owning RSL um, is that Deloitte Hansen, for those of you who don't listen here in Salt Lake City, Deloy Hansen owns Broadway Media, which owns ESPN 700. Um, and ESPN 700 is the flagship station of uh, Real Salt Lake. So the question is, with MLS being a pretty, you know, big deal here in, in the Valley, um, in Salt Lake City, with it being such a, a prominent mark, what does Deloy Hansen's ESPN 700 do with RSL? Yeah, I, 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 it's a fascinating thing. I, I think that anytime you have that sort of, 
hey, this guy owns the station, but then, you know, the other guy owns, you know, this, like the whole, you know, you just have this dynamic at play. Like I, it's, it's interesting to see how that works out and how, you know, business is done, you know, and, and that's what it remains to be seen. It really is, isn't it? I mean, when you look at the way, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm clearing that pube again. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. When you look at the way that billionaires do business. Yeah. They're not often nice to each other when they're in competition. Mm -hmm. So I look at Ryan Smith in RSL and he immediately took the jazz and put them on KSL. Right. Right. Immediately. Yeah. So one would have to think that Real Salt Lake probably isn't long for ESPN 700. Probably not. No. I mean, one would think, right? I don't know what their contract is. And what is. does ESPN 700 do from there? Yeah. I don't know what their contract is. I don't know what that setup is. But if I'm if I am if I'm Bill Riley, that's a really uncomfortable position to be in, because currently Bill Riley is the voice of the Utah Utes, uh, football and basketball, Avi, Avi, um, and he is the voice of Real Salt Lake, and so you have both of those products and both of those you know properties are on ESPN 700. Yeah. Now what happens if Real Salt Lake is not? And it's on the Zone Sports Networks, or it's on KSL. Well, my guess is is that Bill wouldn't be doing it. That would be my guess. Man, but that would know. be that would be surprising. I mean, I mean, you know, there just by nature of switching switching stations and and all that, I I just would think that that that's how that would play out. I don't know that you know just having a bit of industry experience that to me seems how that would go. It it's just odd to me that you wouldn't have an RSL game without Bill Riley. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely a big change for the fans, no doubt. I mean, it's definitely a big change for the listenership. But I think when you – there's no way that you're going to, you know, take it off of 700 but still have Bill be the voice. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, because for those of you who don't know also, Bill Riley is the program director and the afternoon host yeah. at ESPN 700. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, again, the home of Utah athletics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just would be – he's so ingrained there, but he's also so ingrained at RSL. Yes. Like, yeah. it's, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, all of this because Ryan Smith bought uh, Real Salt Lake yesterday. Stud. So, his group. He's part of a group that bought Real Salt Lake, and he's the alternate governor. Um, his partner will be the governor for RSL. Yeah. Um, so, it's just – it's a very interesting political situation. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Where does RSL fit into the sports landscape here? Man, I think, I think it depends. First of all, I think it depends where in the state you live, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think in the Valley, it's probably, you know, Utah, BYU, right? I think football. Number one by football far. Football is always, you know. Right. King. Is that accurate? Uh, BYU and Utah are more popular, are more, would be ranked ahead of the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City. I think so, yeah. I, I would, I think would so have as well. to think so because it's football. But, you know, so either way, those two are one, two, either way, however you want to stack them, right? Jazz, Utah, and BYU, those two are, are, you know, the top two either way. But then I think you have this melting pot of several options, including RSL. So, like, you've got the Utah Grizzlies, you've got the Salt Lake Bees, you've got RSL, you know, obviously. You've got Utah State. You've got uh, several, you know, other options. So, like, to me, I think it's, yeah, I think it would have to be RSL after those two, and then you've got the Grizzlies and the Bees. That's what I think the stack would be. 
you know, it, I think if the Utah Jazz win a championship, I think they would instantly become the number one here. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to happen probably for two to three years. I think by far BYU and Utah are number one. And I think BYU is, is with all due respect to the Utes, I think BYU is significantly ahead of U- Utah here. Mm-hmm. Be just because of the church and the fan base and the size and the scope of the, the fan base. Um, and now going into the Big 12, I mean, if I had to rank individual properties here, I think it would be BYU, Utah, the Jazz. And then the interesting question is, does Utah State have more fans than RSL? I don't know. Don't, are you? I'm dying now, dude. You got. That I'm dying, pu- dude. I, now, now you, you gave me the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you gave it to me now. Yeah, <coughs> bro, you, you're gonna make it. <coughs> yeah. See, but this is what I always tell you. Why do you drink carbonated energy drinks? Yes, it, <coughs> it has nothing to do with the carbonation. Yes, it does. Dude. When, I'm telling you, when you have a cough and you've been down on dudes all night, and you got. I've the- been down <laughs> on dudes all night. What is what? <laughs> Y'all want to play? Uh, anyway, um, it, does Utah state have more fans in RSL? Mm, I don't know. That's tough to say. I think they're probably on the same playing field. They're very level. I think, I think RSL, <coughs> I'm dying. Don't it, die. RSL in the Valley, I think has a pretty big fan base. Jeremy Bolton says BYU one, Utah two, Lucas mom, three paint drying four in RSL five. <laughs> So you're saying that you're not an RSL fan. He also says, um, I think Caruso makes the Jazz a championship team. I think he would, too. I think he What are you laughing about? Oh, he's a Caruso bomb. Oh, you think he was kidding? Yeah. Oh, I thought he would. Yeah, I mean, he'd instantly be their their best defensive player outside of Rudy Gobert. Right, of course. So I I actually thought he was serious. Okay. But I think if I had to rank, I think I would rank Utah State even with RSL. Okay, that's. I mean, that's what I think too. And then the bees, the grizzlies, you know that they're in the background. Weber, yeah, they're in the background. Yeah, I think everybody else is behind. Yeah, but I think it's BYU one, Utah two, the Jazz three, and then really everybody else, you know. But uh, the Nye guy says I still say we could easily carry a pro football team. Look how many Ute fans were at the Rose Bowl and how rabid they were. The Utah Chargers has a nice ring to it. The Utah Chargers. The would they Utah get their own Chargers. stadium? Uh, they would have to have a new building, right? Yeah. Uh, but I see, and this is always an interesting conversation. And again, for everybody that watches and listens to this show outside of Salt Lake City, this is a, a massively emerging market in Salt Lake. There are just so many people moving here. And I do think with the money that is here and the land that is available, I think there we this this town could support a, a professional baseball or football team. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I think the support for RSL, um, I think certainly the support for football in this town. I think the support for the Jazz shows you everything you need to know. I mean, that building is sold out consistently. Well, and this town does love its football, but I don't see the NFL expanding and I mean, what NFL team is having trouble? I mean, they're not. They're not. I yeah. mean, if you look at the I mean, the Chargers certainly would be the one as the Nye guy said because they don't have their own stadium. But if you look at the stadium set up in Los Angeles, I mean, easily SoFi can handle too. Yeah. You look at the Raiders move to Las Vegas, brilliant. It has worked out very well. 
Um, and there's not another there's not another team that's really in peril. Yeah. Um, you know, I I mean, Major League Baseball is probably not going to come to Salt Lake City before, you know, Charlotte or Spokane or Tacoma. Uh huh. Um, you know, like not Tacoma, but you know, I just I don't I don't uh, the idea of another professional sports team here I think is very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Uh, James Knight says the Jazz are only a piece or two away from a chip, but it makes it hard with the little m room to move. Yeah. Agreed. They are, they need defensive help that like, and that's why I'm serious about Alex Caruso. He'd be a wonderful fit here. He'd be perfect. By the way, how about the Chicago Bulls real quick? Alex Caruso was one of the only guys not in COVID protocol. And he had, they had this foot sprain that's kept him out. He's ready to return. Oh, that's right. He entered COVID protocol yesterday. Owned. <laughs> Fuck. Owned. Like, it's a, that team has been absolutely ravaged. The coronavirus. Ravaged. Owned. And one other thing real quick on my guy, DeMar DeRozan. Uh-huh. You see, he's finally getting MVP consideration. Yeah, he should be. Finally. Yeah, he should be. Getting MVP conversation. Uh, Greg Hawkins, what's up, my man? He says about 122,000 BYU alums living in Utah compared to 174,000. Based on quick figures, Utah is probably number one over BYU. I just think the fan base on the whole is significantly larger. Whether the alumni and a lot of BYU alums don't stay here. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the youth, if you look at non-alums, I, I just... I mean, globally, the BYU fan base is bigger. That's just not in question. Like, Well, I even... Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But I think local in the state of Utah... Yeah. The non-alum youth BYU fan is huge. There's a lot of that. But I think it's an interesting conversation. The Nye guy says, Rice Eccles, baby, best home field advantage in the Pac-12, I'm telling yeah. you. Jeremy Bolton says, I think Caruso makes the Utah Chargers a championship team. Hey, very, very good chance. You know, and Doc Rivers makes the Bears a Super Bowl contender. I, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, speaking of which. Yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. Speaking of dicks and MVPs. Dicks and MVPs. Can we talk about Aaron Rodgers for a minute? Sharon. Sharon Rodgers is unvaccinated. And I don't have to go through this, but you guys remember the debacle that was Aaron Rodgers and I'm immunized and mm -hmm. immunization is different than vaccination. Uh -huh. Well, Hub Arkish is a NFL columnist for Pro Football Weekly. Well, he also happens to be based in Chicago, and he is – I don't think there's anybody who doubts he is an expert on on Chicago Bear football, which also makes him one of the good men on this planet that can't stand the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so when he said the other day on the score, Sports Radio 670, the score. Congrats on 30 years. Um, when he said the other day that he won't vote for Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is an a-hole – uh, it got some people's attention, including Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Hmm. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But oh. I mean, to and I listened to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the offseason, that you know I had zero chance of winning the VP, in my opinion, should exclude, you know, future future votes um you know his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league because he doesn't know me he doesn't know me. he doesn't know anything about me i mean i've never met him i've never had lunch with him i've never 
had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Rodgers, the um, <clears throat> no doubt about it in my mind. <clears throat> no doubt about it. <clears throat> Jesus. The no doubt about it NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, I've been immunized. <clears throat> the problem is Hub Arkish never mentioned vaccinations. He never said anything about being vaccinated. Mm -hmm. What he said was... I don't quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. Yeah, I've been immunized. That's what Hub Arkish said. Now, to his credit, Hub has also apologized um, to Aaron Rodgers. Um, he wrote a column that he released for free because Hub works for Pro Football Weekly, which is a paid site. Yeah. Um, but he essentially said, um, yeah, I, I shouldn't have said that. It's a hundred percent my fault. Mm -hmm. And now people, including Aaron Rodgers, are trying to end Hub Arkish. Mm -hmm. But here's the fucking problem. Yeah. You can't end people because their opinion dis differs or disagrees with yours. He's a bum. And Aaron Rodgers, and this is why I hate Aaron Rodgers right here. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers wants special treatment right he wants to be beyond reproach right the problem with what hub arkish said to aaron Rodgers is it's absolutely true yeah and if you think that the nfl mvp and any other award that's voted on by the media which is always a mistake but anytime you the, you have an award that's voted on by the media if you think that it's not opinion and conjecture you're completely wrong facts and if you think that their personal opinions on Aaron Rodgers being a cock doesn't play into it, you're completely wrong. He's a bum. Aaron Rodgers is an a-hole. Yeah. And there are people who will not vote Aaron Rodgers the NFL MVP because Aaron Rodgers is an a-hole. Yeah. And the vaccination thing, even though Hub Arkish did not bring that up, but even though he didn't bring it up, mm -hmm. the vaccination thing will cost Aaron Rodgers NFL MVP votes. Yeah, I've been immunized. And him calling Habarkish a bum. Mm -hmm. Habarkish is a lot of things. He's a bum. He's not a bum. He's a professional. He is. He has covered the NFL for probably longer than I've been alive. Habarkish is a tr truly a professional. Yeah. And for Aaron Rodgers, who exclaims, "I don't even know him. He doesn't know me. Mm -hmm. He's a bum." Mm -hmm. Because his opinion of you is not what you want it to be. He's a bum. All of a He's sudden. A bum. No, Aaron, you're an asshole. That's the problem. And you, the, the issue isn't that you're not vaccinated. The issue is you're an asshole. The issue isn't that you're not the best player in the NFL. Well, you're not. But the issue is, certainly isn't that you're the most important player to your team because you are. The issue is you're an asshole. The issue isn't that all you do now is go on a couple of shows and I listen every day to the Pat McAfee show. Aaron was on the other day. It's an interesting interview. It's it's. It's great that you do this stuff, but now isn't this who you've become? Yes. An asshole. Like, that's who you are. He's a bum. Right? So you say stuff like that, 
and it perpetuates. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. It perpetuates the point that, yes, you are the most important player to your team, but because you're an asshole, people aren't going to vote for you. He's a bum. I think he's the MVP. I think he should win the award. I don't know that he will. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think the, the, the thing that Aaron doesn't consider is that, you know, when he's done playing, he's going to be remembered for being an asshole. That's what, that's what people will remember Aaron Rodgers for. Because if you think about it, if we, if we look back and we think about all the great athletes who ever accomplished anything, you know, uh, you, you know, what do we remember Tiger for? Well, my generation remembers him for his indiscretions, right? Your, his indiscretions. Your, your generation remembers him for great uh, golfing moments. No, now Tiger Woods is remembered as a guy who got in a car accident after pounding box all over the world after being the best golfer, and he's no longer the best golfer because his ex-wife hit him in the face with a golf club. I'm a fucking unit. That's what, it, that's what Tiger Woods will be remembered for. <laughs> you, see, but, so you see my point. Yeah, the problem here is is that Hub Arkish was completely wrong for what he said and did. Mm-hmm. It is a complete breach of decorum. Guys who have the MVP vote shouldn't talk about the MVP vote. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and make the vote. Yeah, and then after you cast your vote, if you want to say, "Yeah, I voted for," you know, "I voted for Mitch Trubisky to be the MVP." Okay, cool. Nobody would ever say that. He's a bum. But if you want to say Mitch Trubisky <laughs> is a bum. Mitch Trubisky is absolutely a bum. <laughs> uh, but if you want to say, hey, yeah, I voted for Tom Brady to be the MVP, and you want to wax on about Tom Brady, yes. Hub Arkish was wrong for what he did. He apologized, and I think you need to move on. But yeah. there's never change in the fact that Aaron Rodgers is yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. All right, let's get your comments in here. Um <sighs> MGTV says, Aaron Rodgers, that's a bad, bad man. Yes, it is. Chris Carnes says, I hate Rodgers, but he's not wrong. No, and I think that's the... the... Did Hub Arkish not... It's, it's... Hub Arkish probably is not voting for Aaron Rodgers because he's not vaccinated. Chris, I would agree with you on that, yeah. which is completely wrong. But that's Hub's opinion. So... I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers and what he said. Calling the guy a bum. He's a bum. He's not a bum. Hub Arkish is... A professional. And it, it, yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Deloy Hansen and Dave Checkets before him actually owned ESPN 700. I'm really curious if it was part of the deal. It could lead to a big shakeup. I'm curious about that too, Alex. I am. I don't believe that ESPN 700 was part of that deal. It is uh, Broadway Media is a wonderful radio company mm-hmm. who's very good at radioing. Um, so I I don't believe that 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 was part of that deal, but I could be wrong. Um, and more Russian invasion this morning. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Chris Carn said I listened to the Hub interview. So did I, Chris. Uh, I lost some respect for him. I'm glad he apologized. Wow, that's a pretty strong statement. And and I. I can see why you would lose respect for Hub. I mean, he. I mean, when you're in the media, you know, attacking somebody like that is just never a good play. No. But this is the time we're in, and I and I hope people understand this. Like, you know, <clears throat> I don't mean to say that 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 Hub was justified, but what I do mean to say is that is that with the coronavirus and the vaccination thing, and like you know, like the Kyrie comeback and like everything that Kyrie's gone, like like these situations bring out 
these kind of comments out of the media. But I look at the Novak Djokovic situation. Yeah, another great example. He shouldn't be allowed into Australia. And he's and they're and they're <clears> not <throat> they're not having it. Kyrie Irving shouldn't be allowed to play in the NBA. But You're, but he is. Guys that are unvaccinated in the NFL shouldn't be allowed to play in the NFL. And here's why. It's a billion dollar industry. You're talking about billions of dollars. And if I look at Kyrie Irving and, and Aaron Rodgers specifically, those are two of the best players in their game. And I look at Novak Djokovic, he's one of the best tennis players in the world. That's inarguable. He is the face you know, of tennis. Like, yeah, I mean, if you if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's a, the, likely the NFL MVP. Um, if I look at Kyrie Irving, look how much better the Nets were last night with him than without him. Yeah. These guys are billion-dollar properties. And when you don't get vaccinated from the coronavirus, whether you – and this isn't politics or – when you don't get vaccinated, you put everybody else at risk. You put everybody's billions of dollars at risk. So I have no problem, and I don't, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I don't know what you think. I have no problem with, you know, leagues and owners saying, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you can't be on my team or in our league. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I think I don't have a problem with it either, but I think it's a um, – the, the other side of that coin, and this kind of gets at what you were saying, but, like, when these guys aren't in the game, how much does that hurt the league? So, like, with the NBA, I don't know that it hurt the NBA that much to not have Kyrie in the league. Is it better when he's there? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We how all much did it him. hurt the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, yeah, they're a not the, they're not the same team, but I'm saying as a as an entertainment product, right? Like as an entertainment value yeah. piece for NBA fans, you know, ha- has it really been that damaging to the league to have Kyrie out for the last eight months? I mean, I don't I don't think it has hurt. What I mean, because what have we talked about? LeBron's playing at an MVP level. Steph broke the record. Like we've got all yeah, this. Yeah, but stuff we don't happening. know what we'd be talking about with the Nets. I have a feeling the Nets would have the best record in the NBA. Probably, yeah. Probably. I mean, he hit big shot after big shot after big shot last yeah. night. Yeah, no, I, he I watched. The, yeah. I watched the majority of that game in the the third and fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving hit three or four pull up mid range Jays that absolutely decided that game. Yeah. Because the Pacers were in position to win that game. And Kyrie Irving, if, if Kyrie doesn't play, they don't win. Mm-hmm. And my I, my feeling is that they're probably better with Kyrie and KD than they are with all three of them. Mm-hmm. But I think Kyrie's an instrumental part of their chemistry. Yeah. And Kevin Durant going out of his way to say how much he missed him last night. Yeah. If Brooklyn trades fucking James Harden to the, the Sixers, I would not be surprised by that. I wouldn't. And it just is – anyway, all of that to say, I don't know how good the Nets would be if he'd have played all year, if yeah, he'd have know. been vaccinated. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Fat Jesus says he hosted Jeopardy, so that makes him the smartest person in the country. Right. He's <clears> a bum. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers was actually very good on Jeopardy. You know. Uh, the Night Guy says Jonathan Taylor deserves the MVP over all other considered. He's in the trenches banging. I know they always go to the QB, but Taylor is showing me more than Rodgers and Brady. I – I think I said yesterday that yeah. Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP. He won't get it. Yeah. It's a quarterback award. Who are we kidding? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, on a side note, heading to Salty Peaks tomorrow to get hooked up. There you go. They said they, they're going to send you guys the bill. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Yeah, good. Okay. After my $7,800 airfare extravaganza last night, I think I'll pass. Thanks. $7,800? Yeah, dog. It went Why? Up. It went up. It went up, dude. 
So I saved myself $1,000 by buying the other day. A day before. Fuck me. That's so much money. I know. But you know what the worst part about buying the airfare already is? The Delta app counts you down days-wise. Oh, yeah. There's what, let's, let's open up the Delta app. I here. think it's 253 days. Let's see here. Until we go back to Hawaii. Bro. Which is terrible. Bro, like, I'm eating ramen the rest of the month. <laughs> 238 bro. days and four hours until we check in. Yeah. Oh, God. Best Buy sent me a <coughs> password reset verification. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not from Best Buy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. How much? So you paid 7,800. Let me yeah. look at my 7,800. My fancy dancy Amex app. Yeah. Um. And we paid. Wow, we paid way less than you. You're a cock, dude. 6508. Fuck off. <laughs> Are you serious? 6508. Bro. That's what we paid. Sorry, bud. Bro. That sucks. Bro. <laughs> Damn. When you're good looking, you get you get Damn. perks. Uh go to Salty Peaks. Get the hook up at Salty Peaks. We'll meet you there. What time are you going to Salty Peaks, Jeremy? Uh, I hate Rogers, but should the MVP award come down to vaccination status? No. no, it shouldn't. Random take. I'm glad Ryan Smith owns part of RSL, Tanner says. Now, see, I'm one of the only people that's a soccer fan in this town. Mm-hmm. Me and like three other people in the entire right, team. Right, right. Um, by the way, Chelsea beat Tottenham the other day. Mm, wow, that's really cool. Um, mm. Anyway, the point is, mm. I think RSL is... Anyway, um, the night guy says the Nets are fart knockers, a huge collection of butt cancer on the same team. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Giggity says Jake buying his girl's airfare too. Uh, fronting it, but she's paying for it. Hey, she's paying for it. Okay. She's paying for it. I just had to front it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I see. That's one of those things. Cost of doing business, dog. Beach. That's one of those things <laughs> where. <laughs> Cause she ain't paying Stop you back. And she ain't paying back in cash, yes, sweetheart. Yes, she is. Yes, no, she, she is. ain't. Yes, she is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, she uh, is. My point is yeah. uh-huh. that. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. lost it. My, you know. Um, my point is that's one of those things that you spend and you never expect it to be returned. Yeah. To you. Kitty cat juices is not all over the place. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. She's paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you can go to Pound Town. Fat Jesus says she's paying for it. Yeah, <clears throat> she is. <clears throat> hey, now. <clears throat> oh, she'll be paying for it in one way or the other, Giggity says. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Yeah, you guys are terrible, this bro. This is this, awful. I mean, what kind of position am I getting put in right now? Come on. I don't know. 69? Come uh, on. Greg Hawkins, I'm says, do Greg Hawkins says fronting, quote unquote, LOL. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but that's one of those things where you pay for it in cash yeah. and you just never expect it back. I'm a man. Because who cares if she ever pays you back? Yeah. As long as you get that. Well, I care. No, and, I know I sell more Yelp ads, but we're fine. And when you're there <laughs> and when you're in, in, when you're in Hawaii, as long as you get that. And when you're here, as long as you get that, mm-hmm. you got that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Know. I you got know. this. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it isn't missionary position for 7,800 bucks. <laughs> Oh, good, good, oh good, my god yeah what bro. is that what position bro. does 7800 dollars buy bro wow <laughs> i don't even know bro i don't need like oh. i don't even know bro that's amazing yeah um 
I don't even think it's about positions. I mean, like it's a no, listen. Is it's this, about is it's, this quantity? It, uh, it's about volume, not um. Yeah, I take ashwagandha. Yeah, uh, you know. yeah. By the way, if you're not taking the ashwagandha, mm. <laughs> ashwagandha, look it up. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. We should not guess at positions. No. My point is I think that's HIPAA. Let's talk about fast food again. That yeah. is not HIPAA. I mean, if you dislocate a hip, I, you know, that's on you. You have to check it before you wreck it. Yeah, you definitely should check it before yeah. you get in and wreck it. Uh, fast food subscriptions. Yeah. Do we do that or January 6th first? No, 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 no. No what? We're doing fast food. January 6th is going to tear up the show. Yeah. Uncle Joe's giving a speech today. Um. Yeah, no, I'm good. He is. I know he is. And you know what he's going to say. Yeah, it was Donnie's fault. He's going to 100% pin it on Donnie. Yeah. So that'll be. And fun. that's going to piss everybody off. And then, you know, it's just. We're going to do it again. You know. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> let me ask you guys this. If you could have a subscription to any fast food restaurant, which one would it be? And this is because I found out something yesterday that rocked my orifice. Um, and that is that Taco Bell is offering a subscription service, Uh whereas you can get the quote taco lovers pass and you can have a taco a day every day. I want it. And how it works is you pay $10 for the pass in Taco Bell's app and you get access to a secret menu. Oh. That lets you pick which taco you'd like to redeem at participating locations. You'll be able to get a single taco every day, and you can choose from a crunchy, a crunchy taco supreme, soft, soft supreme, spicy potato soft taco, Doritos Loco, or Doritos Loco Supreme. Okay. For 10 bucks, you can have a taco every single day. Hmm. Now, first of all, hmm. I'm not eating Taco Bell every day. Hmm. I respect my colon more than that. Yeah, boy, that would be a, <coughs> that'd be a rough experience. But it does bring up an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, if you could if you could go to and by the way, fast food meaning is five guys in this? No. It's fast food. Five guys is in this. Well, five guys is anything like the Cafe Rios and the Mobetas and Oh, Mo Betta's on subscription. Oh, yeah. my God. Lots, Are of, you lots of Mac salad. Uh, lots of Mac salad. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I would could have a subscription to any fast food restaurant. Here in the Valley? Um, I'd wait for Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the Valley, it, Mo Betta's is, I hadn't even thought of that. Mo Betta's would be amazing. Mo Betta's or Cafe Rio? Yeah, probably. Because the chicken tacos at Cafe Rio, my good Shake gracious. Shack? No, no Shake Shack. Um, I have really gotten away from enjoying fried food. Yeah. I, I have. And it's part of this whole, and we've talked about this a lot, not to get too far away from fast food, mm-hmm. but um, it's part of this whole, you know, eat less meat, eat more vegetables. Save you know, the planet. Fart, yeah. fart a lot, like that whole thing. Right, yeah. Um. So eating far less meat of yeah. late, I got to admit, I feel better. I sleep better. You know. Yeah. All, it all works better. Uh-huh. Um, ashwagandha. But yeah, ashwagandha. Um, that's for more volume. 
ashwagandha. Uh, but my point uh, is, is that I don't eat a lot of fried food, almost no fried food at all. We had French fries the other day. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I really don't eat fried food. Um, <coughs> yeah. You know, yesterday I had, oh man, I am going to rock the bowl this morning. I had a whole bag of corn. <laughs> corn just tears me up. But I had a whole bag of corn and, and fresh made mashed potatoes that my wife made for food prep this week. Yeah. Crushed it. With some I can't believe it's not butter spray. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you're not using I can't believe it's not butter spray. Fire. You're doing it wrong. Um, but I really, you know what? I, 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 The only fast food I ever crave is chicken tenders. Tendies. Chicken tendies and fries. Yeah. Uh, like Wingstop chicken tenders. Uh-huh. I just just drop them off by the pallet. My favorite food is chicken tenders. I'm and serious. Fries. I'm serious. But if I could have a subscription, it might be Mobetta's. Mobetta's chicken breast or their pork with the brown rice in that teriyaki, teriyaki sauce. Teriyaki chicken, brown oh. rice, double mac salad. Dude. Uh, Greg Hawkins says I'd go with Jersey Mike's or Firehouse. Oh, Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Oh. Believe it or not, we ate Jersey Mike's in Maui. Dude. That was one really good Jersey Bro. Mike sandwich. That was really good. Tanner says, I get a subscription to Icebergs. Mm. The onion rings are bomb. I've never been to Icebergs. Icebergs is like a... Icebergs is definitely fast food, but they're one of those places that gives you massive portions. But then wouldn't that be like Hires, the big H? Um, Icebergs is below Hires, but yes. It is, okay. Uh, Jake just paid $7,800 for a similar subscription to a taco a day. Giggity. Diet dingers. Did you really just pay 70? I mean, y'all are savages. Okay. You guys are filthy savages. Chris Carnes. That's says, quite enough. We get it. $7,800 equals love you long time. Uh, <laughs> Why? Well, yes, it does. Um, uh, Neville 93 says, I'll go to Tacos Lopez in West Jordan. The night guy says, I'm with Greg. Um, <laughs> Tanner said, Monty, you said I had a full bag of corn. I thought you said I had a full bag of porn. <laughs> okay. Tanner? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have impressive forearms. Yeah, your forearm uh, um, is really, know, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. You know. <clears throat> okay yeah how come guys don't admit they watch porn i don't know it's interesting um beto's or tacos lopez beto's what's that taco place that mia mama diaz your mom's your mom house thing. Uh, um i ordered tacos from this taco place in west jordan wow you ordered tacos from a taco place shut up um i did <laughs> And now I'm not going to be able to find it, of course. It's like me something. Me, me, your mom. Um, But it is really good. It is right on Redwood Road. um, And I wish I could find it, but I won't be able to. He's a bum. Thanks. Appreciate that. (laughs) Click. Um, I can't find it. But it's really, really good. Tomorrow. We'll find it after the show. Yeah, it's really, really good. Now, um... Yes, here it is. Me Rancherito Mexican Restaurant. Okay. Dude, it is so good. It is so... I'm going to the dentist today mm. at 11. I might mm. stop by and pick up some tacos on the way home now. Jeez, why are all these comments filtered? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, hey, guys, 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 if you had a full oh, bag of porn... Oh, boy. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Um, If you had a full bag of porn, would you still need ashwagandha? <laughs> um, 
My word. <laughs> the Nye guy says porn is calorie free. Tacos Lopez has the best El Pastor in Utah. Mm. Mm, hey, boy. Uh, Jeremy okay. Bolton says, <laughs> sorry, Tanner Plummer. It needed to be said. <laughs> guys, to be guys, said. guys, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> are, are you stepsister or mom? Um, <laughs> Neville 93 says, I'm Mexican. I know. By the way, my wife. So this, do you guys know about the Resi app? Is that what it's called? Resi, R-E-S-Y? No. The Resi app, um, we get priority reservations at restaurants because, well, we're Amex. Oh, is customers. that like priority boarding when you pay seven eight hundred dollars for airfare? Yeah, you can. What you can do because you're, I'm an Amex customer. Okay, yeah. a, a platinum. Oh, customer. platinum. I'm a okay. big deal. Got it. Got uh, it. Is they'll ping you when your favorite restaurant has an available reservation. Oh. And they'll hold the reservation for you until you decline it. Hmm. So <laughs> I got into Red Iguana on a Friday or on a uh, Saturday afternoon. Wow. Which is good. That's impressive. So I'm going to Redaguana. That's ra- very rare. Um, Monty, in all seriousness, looks like you've trimmed down a little bit. Trying. Trying. I, I, I'm serious. Like, I don't eat. I don't really eat fried food ever. I never eat dairy. I, uh, I eat a little bit of meat. Uh, but I don't really. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Did we wake you? <sighs> Dude. Did we wake you up? Yeah. Yeah. Lone Star Taqueria is the bomb for fish tacos. And that guy says, never been there. Um, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've both done pretty well trimming down. Yeah. You know, the cardio works. I hate to say it. Cardio works, man. 2,700 or less calories a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't eat after 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I work out six days a week. Mm-hmm. And three days a week, I do 25 minutes of cardio, three, 3.0 incline, and about 2.7 speed mm-hmm. for 25 minutes i'm for real and it's just cutting it's cutting weight it is absolutely cutting weight you both look like you've trimmed down a lot pushing those hundred pound dumbbells is paying off i crushed that thing the other day man yeah man you know me too uh chris karn says me rancherito yes very good chris karn i love it i and now every time i go to to betos i think about chris karn i'm like huh I should tag Chris Karn on Twitter. You should. And I never remember to do it. What splits do you guys do? Splits. At the gym, you mean? Um, generally, it's it's on a rotating basis. So if I work out six days a week, um, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday is always heavy, heavy work. Um, so Saturday generally is chest and triceps. Um, <clears throat> but what I've been finding now is that if I work shoulders and triceps together, I get a better result. I get a better workout. Um, so, you know, like yesterday we did arms. We did biceps, triceps. Um, so generally, I, I I had always been a chest, tricep, back, bicep, uh, you know, shoulders, like all of that. But I'm finding now that when I mix up the my workout, I'm getting a far better result. So instead of doing, you know, chest and triceps, I'll do like triceps, shoulders. I'll do like a press day. Uh, we've worked in some uh, deadlifting again. Um, so I'll do deadlifting and shoulder day together. Uh, I'll do overhead press and shoulder day. So we're just kind of rotating those, um, you know, those heavier Olympic, those compound lifts. So overhead press, you know, deadlifting. We, I try to really rotate those through. Because I also am the guy who will never I, – I can right now bench 225 10 times, and I'll never try to lift more than that. 
I will try to get to 15 reps on 225, but I'm just not a guy that I don't believe I need to lift real heavy weight. So generally that's how we have been doing things, but Jake just kind of trails along. He does what I tell him to do. Yeah. So, you know, seems fine to me. Yeah. I do a lot of arms because I think what people don't understand is triceps pretty much define your arm. If you don't have well-developed, strong triceps, your arm's going to look like noodle. Because, I mean, it is the biggest muscle in your arm, your triceps. Um, but you also got to work biceps. So I try to work those multiple times. Uh, but, like, shoulders are an interesting conundrum because I only do one shoulder day a week generally. But I also bench. And so your front delts get a lot of, bent, get a lot of work on overhead press or, you know, like your shoulders get a lot of work no matter yeah. what you're doing. So it's just a matter of being consistent. And I think every six, eight months, you got to mix up what you're doing. Probably more than that, but it is what it is. I could definitely do more legs. Yeah. Could definitely do more legs. But snowboarding's really helped. Um, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what we do. <laughs> what else am I going to say? <laughs> uh Greg says, I usually do tricep, shoulder, chest in one day, back, biceps, rear delts in the in a day, and legs the next. Just curious because everyone does it differently. Yeah, I think if you are not doing face pulls on a three, four-day-a-week basis, you're probably doing it wrong. Um, you know, your rear delt is probably one of the most underappreciated muscles in your body. Um, I think the progressive thing is more the thing. No matter what your split is, like doing progressive lifting is what? You have to. Yeah. Progressive basically is like our, our dumbbell bench press progressive is 70, 80, 90. Um, and now we pretty much have gone 80, 90, a hundred. Um, but at 80, you're doing 12 reps, 10 reps, depending on how you feel at 90, you're doing eight to 10 at a hundred, you're doing six to eight. So the reps go down, the weight goes up. And I, I just think we've seen tr tr tremendous results out of it. Yeah. Tremendous. Um, how many days a week do you guys train arms? Um, probably four days a week. Um, we do one arm day, which was yesterday, biceps, triceps, which is high volume arm. But, you know, back day, you're doing a lot of tri you're doing a lot of bicep in your back work. Uh, chest day, you're doing a ton of tricep. If, if you're bench pressing and dumbbell pressing, you're using a ton of tricep on that day. So it's not just where you focus on triceps, biceps. All those days tend to work. In yeah. Nobody really cares about this, I don't think. Well, clearly they Greg, do if they're asking questions. Greg, that's a good routine. I can only go three, four days a week doing physical therapy for my stupid knee two other days. And I might follow that. Greg Hawkins says, thanks, man. Yeah, if you go four times a week, you can hit every muscle group twice every week and a day or so, which is a good frequency. Yeah. We overtrain. I, I also think there's there's something to that. Um, well, and, it's obsessive for you. Like, you have to go every day. Yeah, I won't. I If I don't go to the gym six days a week, a minimum of five. If I don't go six, five, six days a week, I feel like I'm dying. I just, it's, I'm neurotic about it. I am absolutely neurotic about it. Um, but I hate cardio. And now that I've added cardio in, like, I'm just trimming. Like uh, I have, I cannot believe how thin my, um, man, my neck is killing me today. Uh, how thin my waist has gotten. I just cannot believe that. I like, I put on a pair of yoga pants this morning and they, they like fall off of me now. I can't even 
we went to Roots the other night for dinner, and I put on my jeans, and it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. It is a great feeling to put on a sweatshirt that didn't fit me previously, and it's big on me now. Like, it is really – it is – it is, and to see, like, having arm, shoulder, back, chest definition. Um, you know, I was sitting in the hot tub uh, last night while it was pouring rain. It was amazing. <sighs> when it, when you're in your hot tub, if it's raining or snowing, it enhances the experience. I don't even know how yeah, to explain it. Yeah, it enhances it. Yeah. <laughs> Ashwagandha. <laughs> um, but, like, looking at my quads yesterday, it's like I just see development everywhere. Yeah. You know, like for it's easy to see like your arms developing and biceps, triceps, shoulders, chest, like. But when you see things like quads, back, like I've never been able to develop my back at all, and now I'm seeing that. So it's just incredibly rewarding. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says Caruso would make Jeremy a championship team. He probably would. Probably. You got to hit that core too. That uh, strengthens everything else. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you, we generally we could probably do more core. Than we do, but when you're doing compound Olympics type lifts, we do. I try to do more dumbbell uh, and more kettlebell work, which is great core work. So, yeah, yeah we're in pretty. I'm in. I think I can pretty much lift a house right now. I'm in pretty good shape. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, should probably play the music. Okay, we're late as usual. As usual, yeah. What so, else is new? Nothing. You know. Yeah. Just you know, the Yelpatory has expectations, Jake. Yeah. So you know um i don't know why your comment got filtered your name is not tad good old tad tanner voice guys guys does being not uh, uh naughty with the wife at night with the lights off strengthen your core by 10 percent? guys guys <laughs> what's sex anyway every time i do core i always tell myself i should do more core me too absolutely i do all right that's it until tomorrow I'll say goodbye jake goodbye jake <laughs>